Holy, well, welcome to Two Singers, One Drum, episode two. Kind of episode two. Kind of episode two, first episode, I don't know. Let's just get this shit going. It's more so, we're trying to see and get comfortable with the new setup and the mics. Because I've never used all this stuff before. It's very crazy what we have. This guy brought over a ring light. Yeah, we got like a whole ass setup back here. You can just hear me breathe real ring too. Shit, that's cool. Magic dust. Yes. Magic dust everything. Can you hear this? <laughs> what would you what would you think if we did like an episode where we did like ASMR but like on indigenous foods or like indigenous objects? You hear beaver? You wanna hear beaver? <laughs> That's indigenous, <laughs> indigenous ASMR. <laughs> you want to? You want? You want to know what an Indian sounds like? <laughs> Grab that drum. <laughs> All right. Well, cool, cool. So I was thinking of maybe I know Delaney was saying stories about singing and first time we started singing. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just great. Right into it. Do you? Uh, do you remember the first time you started singing? I remember when I first started singing, I started singing at Cultures. So Cultures Saves Lives is this spot on the downtown east side in Vancouver on Hastings and Carroll. And they do like, uh, basically they're a harm reduction site. They help out with people who are dealing with, um, you know, they're using drugs and they need support, but more so cultural support. So they find ways to... Um, in involve like cultural support in harm reduction so through like ceremony singing and i got invited by jacob actually he told me about culture says that's because he worked for phs okay phsa at the time and he said oh yeah they're singing downtown you should come check it out and i was like all right so i started going down there and this one i was going to school still and so it's super early it's when i do it at like nine in the morning still like with that, they went to get around in the morning on Tuesdays. Um, so I take the bus down there. I still do Burnaby South, like really early. And there's just all these guys. So there's like, um, John would be there. That's when Corey used to go down there. Okay, Rupert, Patrick was still there. like, just like the old squad. Yeah. So squad. But I wouldn't sing. I would just go there and I just watch. Just stand and watch. You would just stand there and watch? Yeah, it was just waiting. I was seeing how everything was doing. I was like, okay. And then after a while, a couple of times I went back, and then John was just looking at me. He's like, come sit down. I was like, oh, okay. So I could go sit down. And then um, as I first started learning, like, how to drum and stuff. And then so I just sit there. I wouldn't sing. I was just like, listen. And then after like a while, like a couple months or whatever, he was like, Trying to pass me a lead. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not gonna. So, this stuff like that, that's when I first started singing. It was, it was not crisp. <laughs> I wouldn't even go back and listen to this recording. You think no one recorded <laughs> Did you ever see that that one video? When that guy is passing that guy a lead, but he won't take it. So, he just looks under real bad as he takes the lead every time. <laughs> Remember that? There's a fear. 
those girls, when they listen to that guy's leave, they're filming. Oh, yeah. I don't know how the drum groups have all this, but they're just filling it. Listen, listen. Vibing. And that guy puts out their leader and their eyes are just like, go real big. Like, <laughs> they look at each other. That's probably what happened with me when I started listening. But that's a funny video. Rip up Chris. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> but that's like when I first started seeing and then going out. So, um, that's when I started like trying to pay attention to like, like starting to try to learn the songs. Yeah. And just like listen. Because I found that like, even now, it's harder for me to learn a song just from a recording. I actually just sit there and like sing it yeah. once or twice, and then I can like catch on like now. But even just listening, it takes me a little bit longer. But yeah, what about you? Me? Um, I got into singing Ceremony first. My uncle Darcy, he um, he invited me to some singing practices for his drum group here in Vancouver, and then. You know, you started bringing me around to ceremony, started teaching me the songs. And that's kind of how I found my voice as a kid. And that's how I like really got interested in the drum. And then, yeah, and then I started going to Pound when I was younger. I used to see Irvin and John there, everyone that used to set up Love Medicine. And then, yeah, they invited me one day to sit down. I don't even remember how old I was, maybe like 12 years old or something. And I started singing with them and started getting close with them, started traveling with them. Now I learned, you know, Irvin was like one of the lead singers for Red Bull, but they're all, they're all kind of getting old, right? So they don't really set up, set up as often. But I did my first, my first like tour, my first like powwow trail. I sang with Red Bull. We first pile I sang with them at was Kainai, Kainai Pile. Standoff. Yeah. When they had the fair there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like my first like contest pile, like singing, like competing at. And I sang with them and it was fun. Got to, got to, got to travel with Irvin and, uh, and, and his family. And it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. It was pretty cool. I remember though, one of our singers were coming up, coming up to our drum pretty soon, and we're missing one of our singers, and here he's just snagging off at the fair, <laughs> at the zipper. <laughs> Probably, just my change fell out of my pockets on the zipper. This is about me. Asked his mom where he was. His mom went up to the MC stand and called him out of the fight, you know, just before our contest. Some, but yeah, that was the first time I. Like, Competed at the panel and was singing with Red Bull back in Kainai. I I don't even remember the year, but yeah, since then it just kept going with singing and singing. And now I sing with Blackfoot Confederacy, which is pretty cool. Leo Wells and and all his boys, so it's been it's pretty cool. My first, my first like big contest, yeah, like singing with Sarsi. And I went with Irvin. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other Irvin. The other Irvin. Other Irvin. We'll call him Irvin number two. Yeah, Irvin number two. Um, but that was fun. I was pretty nervous because he just called me. I was at home. It was a Wednesday. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. I'm at home. He's like, <laughs> do you want to go to Sarsi? And I was like, when? He's like, tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, 
okay, well, hold on. I need to check quick. I need to make sure that, like, I, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> but I was like, I need to make sure I can get there. Because, like, my truck, I was like, my truck's not going to make it to the yeah. city. It'll make it to Kamloops. Because he stayed in Kamloops. So he's like, well, if you drive to Kamloops and just drive in with me, we'll go. And I was like, all right. So it was, like, kind of random. Yeah. No shit. So my truck made it to Kamloops. I jumped in with him. And then we went to SRC. And then... He had like a couple other like pickups, like in like that's our seat. Yeah, so it wasn't bad. It was pretty fun. It was a good weekend. Um, Arlo was there, and then Arlo's family came too. And then my family was there because they set up the trailer. And yeah, the whole weekend, like I didn't know any of their songs, so I was like nervous. And he was like, "The only thing I'm gonna tell you, don't lip sync. <laughs> I don't care if you don't even know the song. Don't lip sync." And I was like. And don't get off beat. And I was like, "Don't you ever get cut? They leave me here." <laughs> he and Sarsi. No, no, he's getting that. But yeah, he took me up there, and we actually placed placed eighth. That's pretty good. It's for like just randoms. <laughs> Is that the part that Ben went with you? He didn't go with us. He got ditched there. <laughs> no, he went. Okay, so that it was like that, that little chase powwow. Yeah, he was singing with a German thing. And that was like a couple weeks before. Um, and he went with those boys back. And he was like, he was like 12 at the time. <laughs> Holy shit. So he just jumped in and then left with them. And I was like, whatever. And then so funny story. Me, we're at this, um, we're in Sarsia and then he's in Sarsia. Yeah. That's like where that, that jump group, like they always sing there. So he was there and he was like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> He's like, can I go home with you? And I was like, no, you chose to come on and get stranded. Because he's never like, yeah, the res is out there. Real desolate. No Wi-Fi. <laughs> no anything. So he's just stranded out there. And he's just like bugging. I was like, can I come back? With this is some bored kid on their res. What's that he said? He said, they don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> they don't have like, and then how do we toilet? They don't have water. <laughs> All they got is a port potty they just told me to fast. <laughs> no, but um, by the end of the weekend, we were just like messing with him. Hey, no, you got to stay here. <laughs> came over. He looked real upset. And I was like, no, we're just kidding. Go get you to stop. And so he came back with us. <laughs> so one, we placed, but we also rescued this small native kid <laughs> and brought him back. Brought him back home. Brought him back to that kid. That kid's pretty crisp, though, man. But shit, oh, that's funny. Yeah, eh? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that's a little bit about like how we got how we got going with Tom and singing and wherever we we do that Indian chanting. <laughs> but um, <laughs> can I get a fucking yeah yeah? <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, traveling and singing. It definitely brought me to a lot of places. You know, I really enjoy the drum. You know, that's something that I think we both can, like, connect on to. You know, is the drum and how it makes us feel. And, like, all the traveling it takes us to. And, like, you know, just a message to, like, the ones wanting to learn. And, like, the kids, you know, just just do it. Yeah. And also people who do sing. If you see someone standing there and they look like they want to sing. Just to ask them if they want to sing. Just how they do. Yeah. Let them sit down. They're not going to bite. I mean, some drum groups might. But if you go sit down and you want to do that, make sure you listen. 
For real. Yeah, don't fall around. <laughs> don't lip sync. <laughs> Make sure you're crisp. Does it need Um Yeah, there was um about something about gigs. Random gigs. Especially like in like cities and stuff. Yeah. You get asked to go sing. You get some real random gigs sometimes. And people go ask you to go places. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Yeah, actually that that happened to me one time. I got asked to go do a gig or just random things that happen to you when you go to a gig. Yeah. I did a gig at the airport one time and we're, we're filming just like little clips of us walking throughout the, the airport and all this and that. And I had, I had my drum, I had my drum on one of those trolleys, those luggage trolleys. Yeah. And so I left it to the side. I set up our little tripod to get a shot. So we can walk. And then there's this one white guy that comes up and just starts playing my drum. <laughs> and then I was like, excuse me. And he just turns around and walks on me. Holy. What are respect? What are you? Oh, the disrespect. Like, what makes you think that you could come up and just touch my drum? What if I went up to them and like started touching their luggage? You know, that'd be a big deal. You're just trying on their shirt. Don't do that. Don't do that, though. Steal their luggage. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. But yeah, you know, it's just gig life. The city gigs, people don't really fully understand. It could bring you somewhere really weird, or it could bring you somewhere with weird people. Yeah, I've done some random gigs. Uh, Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, like the VSO. Okay. That gig, and then... um. It was me, Jacob, or well, Katisha was dancing. And the Jacob was dancing too, so I was singing, so I had to sing okay. like both of them, or uh, me and Jacob sang for Katisha. But it was all random, so I didn't know like what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Like, I had an idea, but they messaged me, and they don't keep talking. Like, and I was like, yeah, we'll be there. And we drove crazy. It was just like a bunch of people, and it was just us like on that big stage. And I was just like, all right. And then just <laughs> stuff like that, like openings, or just like, um, it's like so. We just need one song. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's like need one song. I'm not gonna say no to one song. One and done. Just one push up. <laughs> Have to start. And then that's a song. Thanks. Peace. Yeah. Some places that it, you perform just do not have to do it. Like land acknowledgments. Oh yeah. Because they think that all all natives are the same. Yeah, especially in Vancouver. Yeah, but yeah, the like the thing that I've been doing recently and lately is like singing an honor song or singing an opening song for like stories, and I have to like do a line acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah, I have to be like, I I welcome you to the unceded Coast Salish territories of the Square. <laughs> what are the other two? Squamish and Squamish and Slave Two. Yeah, and they just love it. They love it. I know. But it's good that they're getting, like, recognized and, like, the awareness and, like, they're bringing in First Nations people. Even though they're not bringing in local First Nations, I mean, at least they're bringing in a First Nations people. Somebody. Somebody has to be there to do that. I'm not person. <laughs> well, there's, um, the first time I heard land acknowledgements was here, though, like, after I moved here. Like, they don't do it back home. 
you know. They're starting to. They're starting to now, but before they didn't, like, the first time I heard a landed knowledge was at my little cousin's Christmas concert. No. First so time. I was like, oh, shit, they're actually acknowledging Blackfoot. It's about time. Yeah. In Lethbridge. Now they just got to learn how to say, so go, good luck. I'm not going to try to say that, dude. All I heard was cookie. <laughs> Eat this cookie. <laughs> you know, yeah, but lab acknowledgements. First time I've heard it, like, back home, back east, was at the Oilers game. Oh, yeah. That was about it. But they don't do it out there because it's like, we got treaties. Mm-hmm. Over here, they're unseated. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah. There's, um, I really did the Oilers game in Oak Creek. That was awesome. That was cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the last episode, you know, you're telling us that you're an artist too. You know, you do other stuff than beadwork and stuff, and you were featured in the Vancouver Indigenous Fashion Week. Yeah. I'm actually wearing one of your shirts today. Oh, yeah. Me and Jared did Stank Daddy. Yes. So I don't really know the meaning, so maybe you could tell us the meaning behind it. Like, what's the... Yeah, so that's uh, me and Jared collaborated on this shit. So Jared's a visual artist. He does a lot of uh, graphics. We actually grew up together. So we moved to Vancouver. It's going to be like 10 years. We moved here. Mm-hmm. Just um, we grew up in Lethbridge. I've known him since we were like seven. So, you know, I thought um, we... Uh, we were hanging out one day, and he was saying, like, oh, yeah, we should do a shirt for um, Vancouver Ninja Fashion Week. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we collaborated on that. And so you could tell what's, like, a little bit different, like, from Jared's artwork and then from the stuff that I would do. Yeah. They're, not more, um, they're called Nitto so Lodge Designs. Blackfoot Lodge Designs. And, like, um, still trying to use those in um, either, like, printmaking or uh like graphic design and using like traditional colors yeah because for our paints uh back home we only use like black red yellow and white so like the paints that you get from like the earth yeah though even though those are like medicine wheel colors and stuff i still use those um specifically for like block printmaking trying to think there's anything else there's a bunch of stuff in here but yeah so um you know for viw i did a whole collection um for menswear, and there was eight, um, eight outfits that were fully constructed, and our last two outfits were um, actually my um my regalia. Yeah, so the two like chicken outfits that I did, and then uh, Irvin and Jacob danced in those, so that was pretty sick. And then you were singing, so that was cool. Was it like for you? It was pretty cool. I never really. Was a part of a fashion show before. It was pretty cool just being the, the entertainment, the singing. It was a little nervous, but it was pretty cool seeing all the people, uh, especially watching Jacob and Aaron give her out there. You know, I don't think actually that's that's a lie. I have performed at a fashion show like two years ago for the IFW. Oh, yeah, before opened, COVID. Before COVID. Yeah, I opened up their night for them, actually. So it was pretty cool. But to be there to just sing and bring the drum. And who sang with me? John. John. Yeah, John. Yeah, so it was pretty good. 
I thought it was really cool. You know, this guy invited me to come sing for his uh, his showcase there in his line. And then later in the night, I got asked to sing the opening for Notorious Creek and Section 35. Yeah. So it's like, while we... yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, we were doing work. He was like, hey, Pav, can you come sing for Mila? I was like, hell yeah, I can. My name's John's already. Sticks are singers already here. But that that reminds me. Jacob wanted to come sing with me for <laughs> section 35. And I told him, I was like, you gotta be here at this time, like 10 minutes before. He was nowhere to be seen. I called him a couple of times. No answer. I, I think I messaged you and like Jess. Couldn't couldn't get it, get a hold of him. Yeah. So I asked our buddy Eli, uh, Justin's cousin, to come sing with us. Or no, sing with me. Help me open up the line. And yeah, so we we wrapped up the show. Jacob was like on the sidelines, and he's like trying to bring his own chair out there. And he brings this chair out there to come join us. <laughs> I don't even have another stick for him. I just had two sticks for us. So he like. Gets off stage. Meanwhile, we're on stage. Yeah. And then he's like, fuck it. He comes and tries to sit back down again. And I'm like, bro, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> you know? But yeah, that was, that was pretty. You can see that in the video. We should look. Probably. We could probably get the screen cap. Like just at that moment. We'll, we'll prop it up on the screen so you guys can see. Yeah. And like for the viewers that can watch our video you know wherever we stream this you know just shit out of luck for you guys sol bear sign after spotify but yeah that's uh that's a little bit of my view on it it was pretty cool it was cool to like help you get ready and like watch everything unfold and we're there hours earlier for your rehearsal and like watching you get ready it was like a really cool experience and like Seeing different perspectives of like what gets a fashion show ready and like it's stressful. I didn't realize how much like there's always people running the room. Um, when Irvin got there because he wasn't there for the rehearsal, yeah, he just came later. Mm. And then, um, we're walking down the hall and like showing him like that little green room, his room was chilling. And, he, and then Jess was like, You know, you're gonna be on the uh runway, and everyone was like, Oh, really. <laughs> like, yeah, you dancing on the runway. So I think because you just call him, yeah, I'll be. It's like he's really he's really chill like that though. You can just invite him and throw him into anything, and he'll just like nail it. As a champion, a champion chicken dancer. True. They can dance anywhere. We're a class. <laughs> We're a class. That was funny. That's a good memory. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah, I've done a lot of traveling with Irving and dancing with Irving. He's actually like, he used to, well, I think he still has his place here in Vancouver, but he lived like 10 minutes away from my house. Mm-hmm. So I'd always go visit him and like have a meal or have tea. He used to have this cat called Onions because <laughs> they found it in Onion Lake. <laughs> but then he just gave it away. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so they took it. They called it Onions. And then left it in Vancouver. Or gave away. I think he gave it to like his dog or something. Oh, um, that cat was really chill. It's probably still alive. Probably. <laughs> onions, onions. Yeah, that cat was so chill. I remember one time I was visiting them and we had dinner. 
had jumped up on the table while while we're playing ten thousand that dice game. Yeah. Yeah, I just hear Irvin just grabs that cat and just chucks it over his head. <laughs> that cat just meows and lands on its feet. Can be for real drill annoying cat it would always come meow real loud while we play. Oh playing thousand. Yeah. Shit. What other funny stories you got? Funny stories? Oh, or anything. It's kind of a sad story. Like when I when I was like first like when I started traveling like with other people, the first time I was like probably like ten or maybe like eleven or twelve, and I have family in Edmonton. So this one, this one Pawa family invited me to like go travel with them to West Edmonton Mall just for like a little vacate, like go go hang out with them. So this lady and her daughter and my mom and me, we all traveled to like Edmonton to go West End to like the roller coasters and stuff. Checked out the pawn shops in Wetaskiwin. Checked out Perry's, that Wild West Gala. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, anyways. I, um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good trip at first, you know, whatever. They stayed with their friends. I stayed at my family's while we were there, so I got a visit. And then... That was actually the year I got my beadwork, like my first beadwork, yellow beadwork. The yellow and yellow stuff I used to wear. Yeah. Yeah. But that family was real jealous afterward. Like I saved up all my money from the summers of like play scene and chop with so I could buy myself an outfit. Yeah. So I bought that outfit and like she was kind of being salty and like yeah. real jealous kind of and then she was like trying to get me or get my family to be jealous. She was like trying to purchase something real big. And yeah. Like, okay. It's like, I'm happy. Yeah. So the next day we go, she drops me off at my family's house and she was like, yeah, we're going to leave at like 8 a.m. Be ready. We'll go back to van. Okay. And I was like, okay. <clears throat> Here the next day comes. No call. She's not answering my calls. She, it's like past like 8 o'clock. It's like 10 o'clock comes to like noon yeah i call her and then she finally answers finally answers my mom or me i can't remember but she was like oh i'm i'm, I'm just getting the cam loops what the heck left us in cam loops and that lady her husband had our vehicle mom's vehicle we traded so like he could go around while we traveled yeah here there's a pal somewhere in bc i think it was like chuchua or something somewhere in bc rings. yeah so they stopped at that palace. So we took the Greyhound from Edmonton and we're like just passing Merritt. One of our friends calls us like, just get off of Merritt. I'll drive you yeah. to the pile. So that lady told her husband not to drive her car up to the powwow. So we couldn't grab it. So she like totally sabotaged us on our way there. Holy. Yeah. That's real. Simple. And so we got to the powwow and she was just like ignored us. It's like, the car was back in Vancouver at their house. What? I don't know how her mag got up there. But we had some pretty solid bros there, some solid friends that, like, offered to drive us home after. Yeah. So we got a lot of effort to sabotage. Yeah. So we got a bone. We got a car back. Yeah. But that was probably, that was, like, my first, one of my first, like, memories of traveling. And I got left. It's Katrina. I have, um... So the first time that I ever seen like, um, well, besides going to Pals, like growing up and stuff. Yeah. At school, you see like a little jungle at school, and um, 
It's like when I was in junior high, so this is like grade seven, eight, nine. And where is this? In Las Bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah, so at the junior high, I went to. And then there was like this little secret drum group, and no one else could join it. But if I get to tell like this one guy and like, like their family. Yeah. And like there's some kids who wanted to join it, but they would never let them join. And then there's like this little secret drum, drum group, and I remember it. I wanted to go check it out, but then I wasn't allowed to. It's just like shit. I don't know who it was, but that was like so long. But I still remember that the secret drum club. Yeah, the secret drum club because I remember seeing them in that. Um, there's like an extra room. Yeah, and then they're all singing, and then someone looked at me, just close to holy. <laughs> and so that's what I got. I was like, that's what I think. I'm just like, just let them sing. Through. Yeah, like just these. Because they're crisp. But these are your kids heard a secret drumpy club. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I'm Yeah. So some a little bit discouraging. But then at the time, like I don't think I would have like really grasped it. Yeah. But that's alright. I was like, when you close that door, another one opens. <laughs> Cultures. So like <clears throat> with like when knowing your culture now, like singing, dancing, and just like general stuff about you know, teachings from where you're from and stuff. What's something you want to share to like our viewers here, you know, the community here that we're going to reach? Like, what's something you want to share to them of encouragement? Um, I think just like not being. Like, don't feel self-conscious. Like, don't feel self-conscious about, like, you know, don't have, like, the best outfit. Or if you don't know um, how to dance or you're not sure, like, some of the stuff. Like, a lot of stuff, like, you just ask people. And pe some people are, like, nice enough. Like, they'll let you know. You'll run into some people who are kind of rude or they, like, won't really care. Or they'll, like, snub you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, most people are, like, pretty decent, you know. Um... Because for me, I only started dancing like 2019. And like all the stuff that like I had, like I made it myself. Yeah. Like, I had to like teach myself how to like make all this stuff. Because it's like really interesting because like my family uh, on my dad's side, they're from Stanmore. They're like a big family. They all powwow. But I didn't grow up around them. I grew up like with my mom's family. Like we went to powwows and we would visit, but like there wasn't like my mom used to dance. My mom danced uh, women's tradition. She Ooh. was um, the Gunny Princess, so she traveled all over. Uh, but then like after that, that's kind of like the farthest that like my family went for like powwow. Um, but still, go because my grandparents did like concession. They put up their concession, and so we'd be there every summer. And then even like in Sarsi, my family from six ago put up their concession on. We would go up there um, or just to visit and stuff. So I grew up going and just like not participating. But um, I think it would have been different if like I was more involved with like my dad's side of the family. Yeah. But it didn't happen when I did. But I just, I think kind of going back to that, it's important for people like the those places are meant like for you and to be involved. And then also, like, you don't have to feel shy if you don't know. Because people will start to, like, notice who you are or, like, talk to you and, like, things like that. And even if you don't know how to do certain things, like, uh, for a lot of my beadwork, like, I had to learn how to do all my own beadwork. Or, like, working with different materials because I worked on, like, that otter and stuff. 
learning how to do that, like, it takes a lot of time. And also, like, um, you don't have to have, like, a lot of money. Like, some stuff you're going to have to, like, save up for, like, a roach. <laughs> or, uh, you know, if you want to get, like, certain material, like, certain trade cloth or, like, you need beads, you know? So some stuff you're going to have to, like, slowly put away money. And then when you figure out how to do stuff, then it'll be easier. And you can always trade stuff, too. But that's kind of something that I just want to, like, encourage people is like if you want to start like just the best way to do it is like just to teach yourself because if you teach yourself and then if you like have kids or like whoever else someone will come up to you and then you can teach them because now like when i do like workshops or um you know people ask me to help them make things or whatever and i say well if i teach you then you like you'll know how to do it so if someone asks you then you can teach them it's kind of like what I would want to, that's what I wanted someone to do for me. So I wanted other people to do that, you know, especially around here because it's a little stingy with stuff that they know. It's weird, but you know, yeah, you got to help people out. But it's also like someone helps you out with something, like you got to be reciprocal. You know, you can't just take and take and take. You have to like give back some way, you know? So whether that's like helping someone out that you see dancing, um, they don't have like a lot or um, giving someone a ride or helping them out with something like, you know, when you're, yeah. when you're traveling, you're just giving back in that way. Like don't just take people for granted, especially like the ones who are willing to help because there's very few people who will just help you out like that, like old school ways. But um, yeah, so don't think too much. Don't be think. <laughs> and don't get into it. But yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Like, you know, a message I got from that. Just, like, invest in yourself. Yeah. That's how it was for me. That's how it was. I never... I never had the nicest stuff growing up. My mom didn't know how to sew. She, like, eventually learned to sew and, like, learned to bead. But mostly we just ordered stuff off of friends. Friends of family. Got my first outfit. I got my first beadwork at a pawn shop, like I said earlier. Yeah. Got it from Perry's at Wild West Gallery in Tasquin. And that beadwork I found out belonged to an old man in Musquachis. And before I got it, that beadwork was like 30 years old already. So you treat it good, it'll last for a long time. Yeah. And I carried it for like, like 16, I don't know, wait. But another like 10 years. Yeah. So that beadwork now is like 40 years old and it's, I still see it around. Some guy out in like, I think Northern BC has it. Mm. He puts good work or good use to it. So yeah, the more you like invest in yourself, you know, the further it'll take you. And with my crafting, I'm, I'm all self-taught. My brother, he does quilt work and I've always seen him like do it. And he never really took the time to show me. But I'd always like see him do it. And then one time he like left home and he left all his quilling stuff. And I messaged him. I was like, I'm going to like mess around with your quills. He was like, go ahead. And then I started it. The only thing I needed help with was like gave him a call. And I was like, how do I end it? Yeah. He showed me. He just like sent me a little sketch real quick. Yeah. And then ever since then, I just practice, practice, practice. And so where, where I'm in, where I'm at now is just quilt works. My main focus. And. 
if I find an interest in something, like if I see a picture of something that's made really cool, like detailing earrings or mm. hair sets or like feather work or bustles, I'll just I'll just do it. I'll yeah. just charge my hand at it. And then Yeah. So don't be scared. Don't be scared to like just mess around. Just do it. The best words of encouragement that I have for you is just do it. Even if you're scared. Do what you can with what you have. Go out and buy a few supplies and just do it. Like Nike. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> just do. That goes with just everything, though. You know, dancing, singing, creating, crafting. You know, just do it. Well, it's just anything. Is like, is it's like as long as you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and not be like champion dancer or like the best, like the most crisp lead, but. As long as you have fun, like, as long as you like doing it or you like, um, what it does for you, I think that's, like, the best thing. Because, like, for me, like, when I'm beating, like, I just sit there and, like, beat. And, like, uh, I have, like, really bad attention span, but if I can sit there and beat, like, I'll just finish it. Like, I'll sit there till it's done, like, those side drops. Yes. Like, fully beat it. I did those in, like, three weeks. Because I just wanted to get them done because I was trying to get them done for like this pad. I was like, I'm going to finish this. So I was like sitting there and I'd wake up and I just like couldn't sleep for a couple hours. So I just sit there like a little light while Jess is sleeping and then just be like working on it like with tiny light from the laptop. Just so hey, I get better <laughs> unless you wake up. What are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just beating. It's okay. Go with And you know, as long as you like enjoy it or like that's something for you, it's like a good thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and I enjoy quilting. I haven't really quilted lately, though. I'm kind of like in a funk right now. Or I just don't want to do it. I have a few orders that I have to do, but people are understanding and I'll, I'll get to it. But it's a lot of work. People don't understand the the work that goes into crafting. Like quilt work, there's so many steps before to before. You can quill. Because if you're like dyeing stuff, squirting them, like all that kind of stuff. Like myself, I like to like do it all from the beginning. Like get my own quills from a porcupine, whether it's like roadkill or something. There's like steps that I have to take to take all the quills off of the porcupine. The hair, the fur. There's like little fuzz in the quills that I have to take out too Mm. before I like take the quills off. There's some people that will just like grab pliers and rip it all out together. Yeah. But it's so hard to separate after. Yeah. Makes more of a mess. Yeah. So the longer you take to invest your time, you know, you'll see quality. Yeah. I'm just finishing up my tie right now. It's almost done. That's like, I started it before Christmas. It's been kind of sitting there. Mm-hmm. But it'll get done. I kind of have like everything else like right now, but it's not like top priority but yeah. like the other side and then just to edge it like as i mean people don't realize how much time it like actually takes and then when you take on orders you never get to make anything for yourself truth so like if you're doing orders and like anything else you're working you got to come you'd be like oh, i can't work on there and have to like work on it's like those um i did these pins for better better gift shop did i seen that i see that i did 30 of those and then i did another one for uh they did a pop-up shop in Nepenthes in New York. And so they wanted more of them. So I was like, okay. And then so 
but they didn't want pins. The first ones I made were pins, and the second one I made were keychains. But it takes so long because you're just doing like the same thing, right? Over and you over. get more of it. It's hard, and you really have to like push yourself just to finish it because you're like, well, you know, um, you have to sit there and like, and you don't want it to like, especially if you're doing it for like someone else, you don't want it to be like a shitty job. You know, like you want it to be good because people are gonna be buying it, and that's your work, right? People are gonna see your work, like wherever it goes. So you want to make sure it's like done right. It's like you wouldn't buy something that's like made. You just don't like it. You should be like just and man, just the feeds are falling off. <laughs> it's just get out. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I mean. Though, is like people don't realize like if you're making something, you gotta make sure it's like done properly and like the best that you can do because someone invested like their money however they got it like into the work that you do so i think that's like pretty important like consideration but it does take a lot of time you know especially when you got big orders time and patience equals money <laughs> but yeah so yeah there was um I'm trying to think. When's the last time you fucked up? The last time I fucked up. When someone passed you a lead. Oh man, I don't. I'm gonna be so honest. I don't really lead for BFC, so I kind of just we just the cutter. But last time I messed up a lead. Oh man. Honestly, I don't even. I think. I, it wasn't at like a competition power or anything. I don't even think it was at a power. I think we're. Well, I didn't. I didn't gig. I did a gig, and I sang this one song, and I forgot the words, so I just sang it straight. But then that messed me up. So I messed up the lead, but nobody knew. All the people I was singing for, they're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they're just straight fighting to it, but I've done that before. I just like I think I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I sing it. Shit, you get to like that second. So I just drag it out <laughs> and go back into the lead, but then I mess up the whole uh, rest of this. Well just that. Yeah. yeah that's happened. I just get so like focused on trying to remember the song while I'm singing and then it just That's a mess. Blanks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I can't say the last time I, I messed up. I can't remember the last time someone messed up. <laughs> Me? No. No one's getting Trying to start a show. Get out of here. <laughs> no, I can't say it. I'll get mad. They'll see it. They'll watch. <laughs> so I think in like another couple episodes, one thing I want to do is go back on native Facebook. Like 2023 native Facebook. That's a pretty ripe year. Dude, every year is pretty ripe, but top 10? Yeah, we'll do top 10. Top 10 native Facebook posts. I would also review some, like, because I always see, like, funny videos too, like those, um, like, singers, like that pigeon. That pigeon one. <laughs> I always watch it, like, sometimes it just, like, comes up and, like, the pigeon, and they're all singing. And it goes on that, that guy, and it's just, like, stuck there. Have you seen that video of Tito? He's, like, a comedian, like, a native comedian, Facebook comedian or something. Okay. 
there's this guy singing on his hand jumping around dance and then the two guys in the background they're just like just vibing out to it <laughs> oh yeah as one of the guys i think all we could do is go back in streams yeah because there was um the mc i think it was from most recent one we were watching it at jacob's house what happened those guys in the back they're like going like this about it. oh yes talking and they're just like fucking standing there and like posing and stuff <laughs> like and it's just like funny because it's all live hey and it's yeah. just like on the mcs and you just see the side that's for you get some good screen capture man i think i'll tell you right now the top like top funny moment for me for like 2023 i wasn't there I wanted to go to Rocky Boy Pound. Mm. I wanted to go so bad, but we didn't go, which is fine. I enjoyed my, my summer, my travels, but I was watching a live video, or I think I seen it on Snapchat. Someone recorded, record screen recorded the live video, and the MC was like, holy, that lady just dances funny. <laughs> but I think it was... People were saying it was like after someone's category, <laughs> but I think I think it was like just after a giveaway song, oh. and someone was like dancing to the giveaway song. So that she was like, "Only the ladies just dancing real funny." There's that one MC moment. Was, the mic was still on. I don't know, it was like senior princess somewhere. Yeah. That guy, he just was like talking and no like he didn't know the mic was on, you could still hear him. I don't I don't remember what power this is somewhere in I was like either PC or like Washington. And he was just like Yeah, all these princesses how do they get um the crown? They just get pregnant. You know, this is like almost like come on. Like and we were there because we heard it and we're like, Do you just say that? And then everyone was just staring at him, but he just kept talking and it was real cringy. <laughs> we're just like, Whoa, look at this guy. I I'm excited for for uh summer twenty twenty four. I already every year there's always something. I'm excited for this year. I think like <laughs> Every Paolo, someone always had a really long drumstick. Even made it all the way out to BC for at Stalu. I remember that. Yeah, someone had a long drumstick. I think that was Black Lodge. I think Black Lodge had quite a real long drumstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, really, yeah. I find BC Paolo. That's something that I. What do you mean? Shit. <laughs> groups. You know, aren't all champions? All drum groups are good, but there's champion jump groups. I want to be a champion. Well, sing better than. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't be offended. I As you know, I'm pretty like blunt and straightforward, and like I just say what I just want to say most of the time. I made a Facebook post one time, and it was about drum groups are singing yeah and this person called me out right on my post they're like so what you're saying is there's bad drum groups when i said good drum groups and i was like shut up <laughs> i was like yeah they're all good in their own way 
Exactly, in their own way. But sometimes I just want to hear a good chicken song. Oh no, my post was about a a true a true dancer could dance to anything. Oh, <laughs> someone might. You can try. <laughs> you can really try. It's really hard though. But some people are still learning, and that's okay. That's okay. But I would prefer a championship. Well, shit. <laughs> yeah. You ever had the? Have you ever thought about dancing with headphones on, so you wouldn't have to dance to a certain jumper? Just beat it. Just your own beat. So it looks like. Just put it your roach. Over. I never make it a joke like that. AirPods. Put the AirPods and then put like headband dance on PC. It'll just be like a stomp and just dancing to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just be sneaking up. just <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't give a shit. This is a good song. <laughs> yeah. But, uh. Yeah. Some top, some top moments. Some top moments. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go. I, I always save stuff on Facebook, too. Like, I save the post. Yeah. I can go back. Like, I have lots. Do you see people now are just deleting? Deleting yeah, me on Facebook. I'm going to, like, don't. And you know, for our, our viewers, you know, drop some things, you know, drop some some memories, some some moments that you would want to hear about from twenty twenty three. You know, yeah, ask our opinion on some stuff like stuff that you've seen that's like pretty funny. Drop, we won't name names. Drop some knowledge. You guys can name names. I'm not gonna name names. What name? Exactly. What name? Who's who? <laughs> Just who is who? Their native name? No. <laughs> <laughs> Supreme Eagle Thunder <laughs> Long legs. <laughs> Long legs. What are your views on uh, if you brought in some people and gave them some hidden names? We can do it on, on the live. We got your drum. I'll bring the smudge. He just... We got the tobacco. Some tobacco down with the fairs up. Yeah. We'll give people names on the live. We got everything here. <laughs> we have a viewer coming in. We're going to call them Sacred Turtle. <laughs> Whoever likes the next one, you can have that name. Just <laughs> say, Pavel does really give me this name <laughs> on the live. But yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah, I think we'll have some more. Um, I don't know. I think this is just like getting the vibe of it. Do what we can do. We're just getting things going. And hi, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, from there, and then some. Some of our stuff will have like like a theme. How this was lit, you know, shooting the shit. Yeah, right now, you know, just getting the flow of things, kind of just getting comfortable with the mic, with the with the setup, and like talking to each other. Like, there's no camera in here. I never met this guy. You know, <laughs> when there's no camera, when we're just hanging out and vibing and stuff, just meeting this guy and like everyone, will just like shit talk and just have a vibe. We'll do that here, pretty much. I think I think the girls call it Kiki. <laughs> Jess calls it Chismosa. My partner's Filipino. So, she she basically blackfoot me. Shit, basically, pretty much. She's like, she's every time I talk to her, she's like, so, 
I know. <laughs> Even now, when it delays, you know, man, just like, yeah, they're both from Brockett. Yeah, the delays. I was like, no, she's Filipino. From Brockett. <laughs> just because she stayed in Brockett? Yeah. Yeah. That was her first going to all the places. Like, it's pretty cool. Especially the ones like I grew up to, so that was like pretty fun. But being able for her to like be home and stuff, like that was chill. Show her the culture, and that's awesome. She's just like integrated to like all the natives. She's just like decolonized. <laughs> <laughs> that's true decolonization. <laughs> but yeah, you yeah, know, in the in the next like upcoming episodes and podcasts, you know, we'll have more of a theme and topics and go from there. And you know, I hope uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us again. You know, this is two singers, one drum, and uh, we'll catch you guys at the next one. Yeah, and if you want to, um, we have a YouTube channel. So follow us at Two Singers One Drum. I also have like our own social media. So my um, Instagram is at Two Smudge T W O S M U D G E. So you can find us on there. Um, and if you have anything, like you can either like if you see anything you want to hear us talk about or want to hear our thoughts, our opinions, or whatever. You want to see my shit post, just add me on Facebook or follow me on Facebook. Yeah, add this guy on Facebook. But yeah, my Instagram, Facebook, just Pavel Desjolet. So hit us up, you know, message us, you know, if you guys have some topics or some, even if you guys want to like message us some funny memories that you want us to bring up, we won't name names, but like, you know, send in those like those wicked memories, those pal memories, whatever it is. You native know. Facebook 23. Just hit us up. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. And we'll uh, tune out. Yeah, it's Hey, Get him up, Slim. <laughs>